us slip away But let's forget everything that happened, my love My love You got me chasing memories just so I can feel you You got me wishing nothing changed Oh, I think I need you I think I need you right now What we ever get is one life So I think that we better spend it right I don't wanna waste one more afternoon Being alone and not here Hello everyone, welcome along to Thoroughbred Weekly. We are f- live from Mudgee this morning. Well, I am. Ronnie and uh, Corey back in the studio. Central Districts qualify today for the country championships. Uh, cameraman just putting the finishing touches on things out here this morning. Uh, it's going to be a big crowd. Warm day again in the mid-30s. Uh, another good heat coming up. So more on the New Haven Park Country Championships throughout the day on Sky Thoroughbred Central. At uh, Rose Hill yesterday, the Silver Slipper. What did we learn about the Golden Slipper? We ask it each and every day that a top two-year-old goes around. The Hobartville Stakes, the favourite, bit the dust. Uh, Ossie Penko, the winner of the Hobartville. Only, what, less than half an hour? Uh, Chris Waller tasted success and a big one after watching Nature Strip go down in the lightning. With me at Rose Hill yesterday were Ron Duffersey and Corey Brown. Yeah, a lot of favourites bit the dust there yesterday. Uh, very short prices, some of them, but it was a very competitive and enjoyable day's racing. And um, and the two-year-olds, well, the, the dream's still alive there as well, Corey. Yeah, and it, there wasn't that many hard luck stories, Ronnie. Like last weekend, there seemed to be a lot of hard luck stories. Yeah. And this weekend, a lot of horses had their chances. And I'm sorry to say, mate, but you're going to have to wait for the second leader to get a pup out of that suit of mine yesterday. <laughs> popular demand there. Everyone's wanting one. Oh, what a suit that was. Fair <laughs> dinkum. It's got its own built-in belt. <laughs> it was a perler. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely sensational. Corey Brown leading the fashion stakes on Sky Thoroughbred Central. Uh, but I must say he's got nothing to beat. Now, let's go back to the Hobartville Stakes and Ossie Penko was successful in the Group 2 three-year-old feature. Uh, we all know he's got this promise and uh, and he delivered yesterday. Like, it was a total forgive there first up. And Nash, once he put him in that spot just behind the leaders, he was always going to be strong late. Probably a length probably closer than you'd want him, but I suppose he was forced to ride him that way. Um, he did his thing, Zoo Tiger. He tried very, very hard, and he was only beaten by a bob of the head. And he wasn't—he was still giving there at the finish. Yeah. Um, look, this Machalate is a very, very nice horse, and I think he might be the Rose Hill Guineas horse. And the favourite, the jury's out. He had to do a bit of work. Uh, yeah. I, I went in first thing. Obviously, talked to Timmy Clark, and Timmy said that he slipped at the start. His back leg slipped out from underneath him, so. He obviously looked like he was slow away and didn't gather speed like he did um, last time out. But then I'm going to be a little bit critical of Brenton Abdullah. I reckon he made made him work too much and cost Brenton himself the race on the Zoo Tiger. I, I honestly do. I reckon he should have dropped off probably 100 metres, maybe even 200 metres before. He made him do too much work um, and I think it cost, cost Brenton. Yeah, I'm a little bit on the other side of the fence. I thought it was a brilliant tactical mm. ride by Abdullah. As it mm. turned out, it wasn't because he was beaten and he was a sitting shot. Yeah. But when you've got a fifty favourite, Brenton's thinking to himself, I'm, I'm probably his danger. Mm. I'm going to make him just do that little bit uh, more work than yeah. just to, to make him vulnerable late. Yeah. And that worked, but it backfired as far as Nash just sitting back and, Correct. and, and pouncing. So. There's a fine line, and I think we'll, I'll point it out again later. I, yeah. I, I'm just a little bit with the two-year-old where he made made them work to get across him, and that worked for yeah, him. Yeah, for sure. So, so it's a fine line. If it wins, it's a great. If he wins, it's a great ride. Yep. 
and he's got beat, oh, you used him too much. So I, I want to be very, very forgiving there as far as I think he got the tactics right, but it just didn't work. Yeah. OK, let's go and hear from Charlie Duckworth, who was on track yesterday representing Chris Waller. Look, he was fantastic in spring and he, he came back and had a, had a horrible run of things um, first up over, over 1,200 and Nash made, made amends today and gave him an absolute peach. He, he began much better from the barriers, put himself in, a, in the perfect run. It made, made it very difficult, obviously, for the short price favourite who had to work hard and Nash just bided his time up the straight and said, Yahoo Sally at the 200 and off we went. And it'll be bring on the mile. Yeah, absolutely. Bring on the mile, and and you know I'm, I'm confident he'll stay beyond that as well. But obviously, the the ultimate goal is the, is is the Guinea's next start, and if he can do that, then then you know he's a he's a valuable commodity and excellent for the great group of owners that we've got involved. After he stepped a bit better today, and um, I've, got to, I've got to say, like I was shattered after his first up run, I just drew barrier three, got caught three wide, third last, hanging out. So. Probably the worst three things you can get in a horse race. So, um, look, to only finish three and a half lengths off, my thought was very creditable. And thankfully, the, the owners have stuck solid and give me another chance, and it just worked out perfectly for him today. He's also got ability. He looked like he'd really come on too from his first up run. Yeah, I think I think you know he was above himself, and yeah, he, he needed that to take the edge off him. And today he was a more professional race, you know, Colton. Yeah, I'm really happy you get the job done. Brenton Abdullah, Zoo Tanker? Yeah, he went awesome. He'll, um, just, he had the perfect spot. He limbed at the right time, just had one better on the day, but he'll take an improvement off it. Tom Sherry, Machalati? Yeah, wrapped with that. Um, he's done everything correctly and he fought out to finish. He'll only improve as the prep goes on. Ryan Maloney? Yeah, terrific run. Um, looks to peak for the Guineas and I think he'll be a life chance in it after that. Tim Clark, after cabin? Yeah, he had to do a bit of work at early stages because he couldn't get a spot anywhere. and. Had to roll up outside the leader, and by that point in the race, he'd done a fair bit of work. Just probably left him a little bit uh, vulnerable late. Brett Prabble Bronson? Yeah, he's, he's got a lot of ability, but um, he probably should be a couple of pound lighter. Communist Jason Collett? Better suited with uh, cover. Sam Weatherly Pier? Yeah, he just he stepped slowly today, which is um, probably a little bit out of the ordinary. Um, got back and just grinded away, you know, probably, probably looking to run a bit further, but I think we'll go back to the drawing board a little bit there. Zach Lloyd Magic? Yeah, I raced a bit and it just took, took the toll on it in the end. OK, later in the day I got this comment from uh, James Cummings about aft Cabin's defeat. Well, look, you know, they don't give away Group 2 set weight races over, you know, for, for good prize money any day of the week. And uh, he was a bit slow out, had to work hard, hard run told. I, I've just got in my mind in capital letters, forgive and yep. press on. And Greg Pritchard caught up with uh, John O'Shea after Zoo Tigers. Excellent second. John O'Shea, you beat the favourite off in a titanic duel down the straight and another one sneaks along the fence and knocks you over. Yeah, no, he's, um, he's got a, a pretty big array of seconds, but um, he's a very consistent top young colt going forward. Um, we've always felt him that a mile will be his best trip and particularly it'll be his best trip when he's ridden like that. So... We'll just go through the process of the next two weeks and give some consideration to whether we go to a mile now or go to the Canterbury Stakes. Um, but I'd probably have a leaning to the, the, the Guineas at this stage. Um, and then, you know, he, he'll obviously step to wait for age beyond that. So we're really, really happy with him. We're very conscious to leave plenty in the tank going forward. So he'll derive a lot of benefit from that. He was probably on empty with 100 to go. But um, in two weeks' time, wherever we step him out, we'll make sure that um, he's ready to rock and roll and he'll give one hell of a sight. You just gave a long and considered explanation to the uh, connections who were hanging on every word about why you believe it will be getting to the mile and getting to it well. Yeah, well, all our data sort of says that, that that's his trip, you know. So, and like I said, we've been very conscious to leave plenty in the tank and, uh, and hopefully... You know, he comes to a nice peak in, in two weeks' time and, and he's got such a beautiful racing pattern where, you know, as you see, he takes a position, he drops his neck and then he gives a good kick, you know. So, uh, and that's why he's been so very consistent throughout his career. And you've got Benno going to the chipping north. Yeah, Benno's a barrel full of backward somersaults. He's, uh, he's just in great form. Uh, he's always runs well fresh and 
This is the first time we're going to run him in a mile first up to give him every chance to be in the finish. Uh, so uh, we're really looking forward to run him. Chad Schofield will ride him and, and Chad's you know, got a gust of wind in his sails at the moment. So uh, he's, he's an exciting horse and we're really happy with where he's at at the minute. Uh, let's stay with the three-year-old theme and a, a horse we hope we're going to see here in Sydney. We've seen him before, Elliptical, who ran second in the Caulfield Guineas and then came to Sydney and ran second to Sharp and Smart in the Group 1 Champion Stakes. Uh, overpowered them in the final stages, Ronnie and the CS Hayes. Yeah, he's an exciting colt in his own right. I, I think there was expected the, this run, he might just need this run to top him off for... Uh, whatever, um, maybe the Australian Guineas or the Ramwick Guineas, but he has got improvement to come. We did see him in the Champion Stakes where he he probably make a case that he should have won that race. So uh, as a pack, these three-year-olds are just, uh, it's game on come this Ramwick Guineas, and even more so when we get to the uh, Rose Hill Guineas at 2,000 metres. We've got a, a heap Stack of these horse. horses that are looking very, they, they're both going to be fantastic betting affairs. Mm. and. As we can see, aft cabin, you want to be forgiving, but he's got to learn re to relax to, to run that mile right out now. But the Godolphin are really confident about that colt. Aussie Penko, Zoo Tiger, uh, Jackano, uh, look at that. That, that Matcha Latte, yeah, he, he if, 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 if he's not a uh, Rose Hill Guinea horse, yep. I've never seen one. Mm. Um, and then you've got to, these horses to contend with it when you get over the longer distance. And that, that's sharp and smart. We, we spoke a bit about him last week. So it's all looking good. Um, for these three-year-olds getting right up to that Derby distance and they're going to be great betting affairs. And on that same day, April 1, the Australian Derby uh, will be run alongside the TJ Smith. So uh, these sprinters, have we, uh, have we got a changing of the guard all of a sudden? Now, it's very hard to talk about the winner, Ronnie Coolangatta, without starting with Nature Strip, first of all, who was defeated. Yep, you'd have to say he maybe he, he looked the first horse beaten yep. there too. Uh, look, he's the man. I'm not going to sit here and bag him on, on one run of the 1,000 metres. Let's just leave it to Chris to sort out what he wants to do with him. And uh, uh, I, I, as far as people calling out for his retirement, fair income. You've you got to be kidding me. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's got, got to go around again before they start calling that. But uh, he looked a little bit like he was back to his old tricks. He just sort of run through the bridle a little bit like yep. he was just that... Yeah, he's a bit aggressive compared to what he has been the last couple of preps. Well, maybe that was in the back of their mind as far as you know, being fresh for the 1,000 yeah. metres and it may have just backfired that little bit. So, look, Chris will work him out. She's a very sharp filly, cool and getter. I think he could be the best horse in Australia. I wish I win. Mm. He, he, he lays claim to it and his performance yesterday was the run of the day and I think he... Even if Moody wanted to go to Royal Ascot with him, he could yeah. do a black caviar with that horse if mm. he keeps him fresh. He could do anything with him. I think he's a superstar. Give him a slot. Uh, let's uh, hear from Paul Snowden, who's got an update on Marzu, who's part of this brilliant sprinting group. Yeah, he's good. Um, come through that trial at Rose Hill last Monday week in very good order. Uh, he'll go to Flemington next week. He'll troll down the straight on the third in the lead up to the new market, but he's, he's certainly coming to together quite well. I'd be very surprised if there weren't uh, slot holders uh, on the phone to Peter Moody after that performance of I Wish I Win, and uh, there'd be certainly people sniffing around Cool and Gatter as well uh, with those three year olds uh, right alongside the old champ. Uh, you notice there there's an S next to Marzu's name. He's already been selected. He was selected for two years, last year and this year, by Arrowfield. And, and you've got Private Eye, who was the find of the sprinting ranks last time around. And I wish I win as already $13 for the Everest. OK, we are going to take a break. When we come back, more on the two-year-olds. Cylinder won the Silver Slipper yesterday, just to add to this wealth of riches that is Godolphin. Okay, the Fujitsu General Silver Slipper Stakes. We're really getting down to the nitty-gritty now of the Golden Slipper. And yesterday it was expected that King's Gambit would bounce back 
uh, off his failure last start at very short odds. He was set out favourite again, but it was uh, Godolphin who produced another two-year-old winner, and this time a horse called Cylinder. And you had to be impressed with him. Um, he's, he got an iron out a few little issues with him where he just wanted to wander and, and off the track here, but uh, and he's, he, he might be a bit of a cult. I see him walking yeah. the yard. He had the pony with him, yeah. and I thought, oh... Yeah, you know, you've got to hold this fella together. Yeah, he kept his cool, though. He, he did. He yeah, he did. with a pony, but he, he kept his cool, unlike um, King's Gambit. King's Gambit melted and actually tried to mount the pony there at one point. Did um, he? Okay. Yeah, he, he performed quite noticeably considering what he'd done his first up run. I thought, um, yep, this has to be a legitimate golden slipper form. Like I said, very fast time. Closing last 600 was outstanding. Uh, he's a, a nice colt. You could probably say... He should be unbeaten. I thought it was a terrific ride by Avdullah. He just mm. made Platinum Jubilee just do that little bit to get him rolling along so he could get into a rhythm there. Yep. And he knew where he had the favourite. And he as knew well. where he had the favourite. So uh, I thought it was a terrific ride. Um, I, you know, they say he come back from a broken draw. They said he broke his jaw in Melbourne. I thought he, I thought McDonald broke his jaw at Newcastle, dragging <laughs> him back there from uh, in a 900 metre race. That's where he broke his jaw, I reckon. But he's, he's come back. He's really well. And he's certainly uh, a live player. Now, what do you want to say about King's Gambit? Uh, is it a forgive run or not? I think it was a forgive run, and I'm, I'm going to be—I'm not going to be critical. But Nash's ride, I could see what Nash was doing. He was sort of—he he was waiting for Cylinder to pop off the fence and post him three wide, so I could see him drag him back. I don't think it was King's Gambit's fault being aggressive as what he was. I think it was more Nash trying to come back because he just didn't want to be posted three wide. Um, I think it was a forgive. I think he just melted behind the gates and he was a muck ladder, so, mm. yeah. You're allowed to be critical. You're rapping all these jockeys all the time. You've got to be a critical yeah, yeah. now and again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just on what Peter Snowden said to the stewards, he was uh, called into the room, as was Nash, just to explain what they thought of King's Gambit. Um, Peter Snowden is saying that he, he needs to follow a horse. Uh, Nash rode him in track work during the week and he was a different horse when he had cover and he, he worked with a mate and, and peeled off its back and, and, and was a different type of horse. And he, he, he said all the obvious things, that he's doing things wrong and he's, he's aggressive, but he also talked about whether the horse needs a break now or does he need to just continue on and race and go to the Todman to toughen him up uh, the only way he's going to learn is uh, with more race experience so we'll wait and hear more of uh, King's Gambit and, and what they plan to do later on here's uh, James Cummings after Cylinders win first up in his second preparation that's a, that's a, that's a damn good sign from this colt and uh well, they, they kept him in the barriers long enough in a small field there just to test him out, but he, he, uh, he got back on all fours and he was uh, quickly away, good pace in the race. Uh, I'd be interested in how the time stacks up against the older handicappers in the race before but, uh, and how the horse rates, but there were some big names in there and it was good to see that the horse is uh, proving to be well and truly in the mix. Just a touch slower in that, 63.2. You speak glowingly of this horse. Has this horse improved that much? Was he showing you this in his first prep? Well, he he has improved a stack, and uh, he's had the you know he's he's, he's been galvanised with a couple of very solid runs pre Christmas. He's trip to Melbourne, trip to Newcastle, uh, not in that order, order but uh, yeah. but he did not everything went went right for him in Victoria and. Uh, Thankfully, we were able to uh, get him back to Osborne Park and the, and the pretty quick turnaround, um, and yet uh, nature took its course and he's, he's developed, he's, he's, he's grown a bit, and, uh, um, more mature this time, and he's, he's, uh, he's, I think, got what it takes to keep improving and get to the level required to be competitive in the slipper in four weeks' time. Yeah, look, that's how I was hoping the race would sort of unfold, and especially when the tactics came through with Brad Sauce and it looked for cover, so he showed good speed, my horse, and I was going to be happy that, you know, if Timmy led and just had a controlled gallop and I could just slip stream off him and, and pick my turn when I wanted to go. So um, I think he's a good quality colt and he's been excellently prepared. You haven't ridden him before, but he looks like he's really improved. Like he's run up at Newcastle, he looked nice, but today when he walked in the yard, he looked a pitcher at all. Yeah, he, looked, he was duck, egg, duck eggs from two in a way, but probably should have been undefeated in a, you know, with a bit of luck and he, not ideal that they run with a fractured jaw out of the barriers and still be hard to beat. So um, his trial was good. James gave him a good push through the week and... Um, Again this morning, James, uh, he said, ride him positively, ride him confidently because he's a pretty, quite a good cult and I think they're right. Tim Clark, Platinum Jubilee. Yeah, look, another really brave effort from her again. She's very tenacious filly and she's going well. Nash Rowilla, King's Gambit. Yeah, really nice horse. Um, probably 
not quite there yet, but he, he's a lovely horse, you know, he's, he's run well today. Um, I couldn't find any excuses. Jay Ford, Failing. Yeah, she was honest from back where she was. We tried to ride her with cover again to help get a switch off, uh, but when they're running home in 33-3, it makes life hard. Brett Prabble, Mumbai Moose. Oh, lovely filly. I think she might, she might have come down a bit prep, probably. Jason Collett, Madeira Sunrise. Yeah, rode a bit quieter today, but uh, didn't have the finish there to be in the finish. OK, again, Adrian have got uh, Red Resistance uh, still to look at him in the Todman, but uh, Platinum Jubilee running well yesterday. Adrian spoke to Greg Pritchard. Adrian Bott, what did you make of the run of Platinum Jubilee? I thought it was excellent. Um, you know, courageous effort from her once again. She, she, she tries hard. Um, again, saw that versatility from her today. She showed good tactical speed. So just going forward in, in, into those next couple of races, she's got the, she's got the options there. Um, you know, we've seen she can, she can sit off in a high-pressure race. She can be effective on speed. Uh, she may have just got a little bit lost there by herself. That last furlong floated around a little bit. So, um, you know, I think there's a few things in, in that regard that we can tinker with um, for her going, going forward in terms of gear. Um, we'll see how she comes through it. Option to give her another run in the Riesling and into the slipper, but I feel she's right on target. Yeah, well, there's your market there for the slipper, and it's exciting at this stage because uh, there's some talent um, on, on the first two pages. Skirt, the Lord trial brilliantly. Yeah. We're about to see her. Uh, she's going to have a run before the slipper. Red resistance trial. I've never seen a horse run that fast at Warwick Farm yeah. trials. Um, Blank de Blanc's a sleeper. Cafe Millennium, what's he going to do next time? And Cylinder, did he get the respect that he probably deserved? I don't know. He Maybe he should be a little shorter than that. I think Don Corleone's in Melbourne for the Blue Diamond, so he, he can make a statement. And uh, we can't wait to have another look at this Shinzo. We were supposed to see him in the Silver Slipper, so hopefully all's OK with him. So when you're looking at that market and Platinum Jubilee and King's Gander, but $16 or $17 chances, yeah. it just tells you the depth of the two-year-olds at the moment. OK, we're going to come back and have a look at the Millie Fox won by Electric Girl. It was a big day out for young Zach Lloyd. Her last win was in the uh, spring of 2021, the Group 2 Hot Danish Electric Girl, and she won another Group 2 yesterday, the Millie Fox, at the same track, Rose Hill, but in between times she's been racing in top company. Well found by you, Ronnie. Yeah, well, she's such a good mare. I know she hadn't had a win in a, in a while, but she'd been in some pretty good races, and uh, she just had the draw and the conditions, the set weights and penalties, all suited her with a mare with her rating, and a, and a lovely cool ride by this... Well, potential superstar, I'd have to say. Uh, it's all happening very quick for him, Yeah, uh, Zach Lloyd. But um... It was good to see him ride as patient as what he did yesterday, Ronnie. He's, he's had a little bit of a thing where he, he gets horses travelling and just rushes everything. You know, he, he just barges out and he's got a, you know, he's had a few suspensions because of doing it. But yesterday he rode absolutely outstanding. It's not easy to do coming off a long break like he has done. Um, you know, to step straight back into the winner's circle and ride as good as what he did yesterday. So, yeah, it's a big, big achievement. Yep, my word. And uh, expat, well, she's back. Yeah. Uh, she, you know, was a little flat last preparation, but she showed the old zip there yep. and ha had a go. And uh, I thought Roots did a really good job first up. Um, she was very soft there, Maria Mir. She was probably off a peak, a career peak performance mm. and just flattened out a little yeah. bit yesterday so let's just assess her next time I think she might be better on the softer tracks as well but all honours with the winner she found the right race the right conditions the right ride and they've collected the the group two win yeah. okay let's go and hear from Michael Hawks one thing about this mare she just loves hard ground the harder the better just doesn't really like wet tracks so will spin but to be fair, she's uh, as honest as the day's long and she just finds. And I've got to give Zach credit. The last thing I said to him was just count to 10 before you really go out and just be patient. And they ran along and he just nursed her. And the thing I love about her, she finds and she finds hard. And we might be in for a run of firm tracks coming up. Yeah, I hope so. With her. She's always had that uh, probably bit of unluckiness about her, being on rain-affected ground. But as I said, the harder for her, the better. I know everyone loves this soft you know, bit of cut in the ground, but... You can only take horses on face value, and, and she loves it. Obviously, when you've got the, the Schiller-Newnham combination, they always make it a good gallop, and 
yeah, couldn't have had it any better. Jeez, I was lucky. Uh, once the draw came out, I was a lot, very confident. Um, once I saw the favourite get across quite cheaply, I thought he might be hard to beat, but my filly, well, my mare, dug in deep, and she's a quality mare. She looks a little bit frustrating. She travels like she's going to really explode, but then she becomes really one-paced. Yeah, correct. Um, when I straightened, I always had to go through my gears slowly and steadily and just try not rush her through because, as you said, she felt like she was going to give me a lot. I just had to help her through that. A tough, like, 400 to 300 metre mark, but, um, yeah, she really extended nicely to the line. Tyler, Sheila, expat. Yeah, she was super brave today. I thought she hasn't got great form on good tracks, but today she showed she can do it on both. She probably just got done by the other one loving good tracks, but when, when she gets a wet track, she'll be, she'll be right. Brenton Avdala Roots. Yeah, she was really good, Chan. Um, 1300 this level, though, she just found it a bit sharp. She was off the bit a long way out, but she closed well, so she's in for a good prep. Tim Clark, Maria Mia. Uh, from where she drew, she had to follow expat across and then chase a really hot speed. Uh, just had a sort of nearer top for too, too, too long and um, sort of took away that sort of short, sharp sprint she does have. Rachel King, Pravitra. Um, yeah, really super first run back. Um, hit the line hard and ready to get up over further. Jason Collett, Cliffs Art. Yeah, good first up run. It's very conservative early, but finished, finished it off well. Chad Schofield, Catalan. Uh, she jumped a bit slow and we were sort of always playing catch up from then. Karen McAvoy, Honey Creeper? Yeah, we just um, eased back in behind and they went really quick soon after that and um, she's run a good race for staying Philly first up. Dylan Gibbons, Grand Ramon? Yeah, she had no interest and took no part. Okay, let's go and hear from Mark Newnham and also Joe Pride. Mark Newnham, expat, tried so hard but just couldn't hang on. Well rated by the jockey. Yeah, he rode it really well, but what was good to see was a, a return to form. Um, last preparation, she just didn't come up for whatever reason. Um, and you could see just in the way she was racing, she wasn't, she wasn't leaving the gates cleanly, uh, which is really the opposite to what she's always been a whole life. Um, today she began really quickly, got herself in the race and ran a hard out. She was just beaten on the line. Where to now? Oh, she'll go to the Coolmore Classic now. She ran really well in it last year. Um, and look, if she gets a little bit of juice in the ground, that'll only help her chances. Disappointing on face value, um, given she'd um, beaten a, a very strong field here a couple uh, three weeks ago. But uh, maybe the 1300 at a hot tempo just stretched her out a bit too far. And uh, my immediate uh, thought would be, without making decisions on race day, would be to freshen her up for the Galaxy rather than press forward to the 1300 in a couple of weeks' time. Now, Anna Visto, who won the Tony Burke Memorial yesterday at uh, Flemington for Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr., is now second favourite, Duff, for the Coolmore. Well, maybe she should be. Uh, she's a very good mare. She's won, you know, she's got a very good winning strike rate. Uh, she runs second in the Queen of the Turf last preparation, uh, two preparations back. She only had one run in the winter and she started favourite in the Tats Tiara. Mm. So she's adaptable, she handles it wet and dry. Um, I don't know about these, you know, fillies and mares at the moment. The fillies, as we got you, had a little setback. We're going to have no. We know she's very good. Fangirl returned brilliantly, yeah. uh, hinged, hinged, but also. she's amongst these fillies. I think yeah, she's right. amongst them. And Madame Pomery's going well as well. So, a little bit to come out of that. Uh, as far as the next couple of weeks, we're going to learn more about um, that Coolmore Classic, which is going to be another. It's one of the Ripper races race. of the season. Yeah. You know. Let's go to the, the contest of the day. You had a, a horse trained at Scone, Banju, who was going for four straight, and you've got a, a regally bred stallion, um, King Frankel, coming back. Is he a stallion? He might, he might be a... Um, no, he's a gelding. He's a five-year-old gelding. But uh, he's by Frankel. And uh, here was the country-trained Nettie Banju up against Frankel's son, and what a, what a contest down the straight. It deserved to be a dead heat, but... There was so much cheering going on for King Frankel because he was he was the favourite. Yeah, great race, Corey. It was a great race and it was a great ride um, by Tyler Schiller because when you've got a tear away leader like that, I know McAvoy did back the speed off coming to about 1,000 down through to the 600 or so, but it, I, for a fleeting moment I think he's getting there too early, but then I bet, I bet he thought oh, I'm not getting there soon enough because that Banju, he was Game. He was really game in defeat, I thought, yesterday, but it was just a really good ride by Tyler Schiller. Well timed. Well, that's right. It was. It was when he did get the little rest, McAvoy, that's when he made his move. That's where jockeys make mistakes. Mm. When they 
They see this tearaway leader and they think, oh, he's done too much work. But then they get the rest, but they don't make their ground up. Catch him up. Mm. So I, I, he's a magnificent trainer, mm -hmm. Mark Newnham. I know he gets enough raps and we all know he's a good trainer. But he is a magnificent trainer. He's not a, he hasn't got a stable full of million-dollar no, uh, yearlings in his yard. He's, mm. He wouldn't have a million-dollar horse in the yard. But his strike rate is amazing. He got that horse ready for 1900 with confidence yeah. yesterday. And, um, look, I, I don't... I, I, he's a straight shooter. He knows his horses. Yeah, that's the one good thing. Like every comment he makes about it, he's bang on every that's, time. He's one bloke I love to listen to, you know, and you think, well, he, he knows what he's talking yeah. about. He's had a long apprenticeship <laughs> and he's um, he, he's just, an, I can't give him enough Incredible. accolades. He's a, he's a freak trainer. Well, let's go and hear from him. Here's the uh, here's the freak trainer, uh, Mark Newnham, and also this uh, highly promising young man, Tyler Schiller. That was a great return. Um, it didn't quite work out the way everybody thought with Banju being a hard fit horse and 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 having a really good, uh, it's like a really good determined, you know, um, effort, you know, that he showed in the last few runs. So it was always going to be hard to get past. But I thought I thought Tyler timed his run really well. There's always a difficult position to be in when you're chasing down a, a tearaway leader. Um, you know, you'd never want to get there too soon. You don't want to spend all your pennies chasing. So he crept his way up there and left himself enough to get over the top of him late. I think every ride's a great ride, but tactically some are a lot better than others, aren't they? Oh, look, a lot of the time it's the horse. Um, the jockeys will tell you it's them, but uh, a lot of the time it's the horse. But I mean, he, he, he contributed greatly to today's win um, because it would have been easy to, um, you know, just ignore that horse and think he'll stop and give yourself too much to do. But he crept into the race at the right time and he had faith in, in, in his horse to get the job done. So what do you aim at next? You've conquered a listed race and you've won first up at 1900. What, where do you aim? Oh, look, he might come back here for the sky high in three weeks and then it'll either be uh, the, the Tancred or the Mannion Cup. Uh, into the Sydney Cup. A really genuine stay here and coming here first up 19. Mark's pretty confident in the horse that he's got big lungs and a big staying attitude and I think it's a big credit to the horse. He's made a big difference, big change coming down here and last prep he wasn't the best starting off but he just kept getting better and better and towards the end of it he showed he's a real contender for some big races. First up over 1900 and it is hard when you're in that position and you're chasing a leader and bringing the rest of the field up to him. He dug deep late he did. I always thought he would. That's why I didn't really want to let Banju get away and I thought coming up to the turn I got to him. Karen was still travelling but I knew my fella would have just kept staying the speed and he's got sustained speed for a long time and I think going up in trips only going to help. Here's the big South African, Lyle Chandler, the trainer of Banju. Lyle Banju fought so hard, just couldn't hang on but you'd be proud of the horse. Yeah, I'm very proud of him. As always, he's, he's tough and really honest. Um, maybe a bit of trainer error, maybe leaving the blinkers on, but you know, he seemed to settle okay last time. Uh, but I certainly don't think the trip would be a distance, maybe with cover and, as I say, maybe a slight alteration in headgear. But I, I certainly think there's a bit of upside there. His recent form certainly tells you what sort of potential he's got. Where do you go to now? Um, definitely going to the paddock. Uh, whether or not we're freshen up for the Scone Cup or maybe just go straight into a, a long... Um, a long spell of three months and then we'll come back uh, sort of to the tail end of the year so we'll just wait and see see how much they give him in terms of his benchmark and I'll just see what I think I need to get into the Scone Cup but uh, certainly it might be the plan to to freshen up and go for the Scone Cup. Would have been a great line-out jumper for the Springboks. We're going to take a break. We've got more to come on Thoroughbred Weekly. We're live from Mudgee, the Central District's Country Championships here today for New Haven Park. Let's go back to the opener, the highway. Danielle Sieb is doing a great job. She's knocked up six highways now. Uh, her stable is growing and she's getting better and better. Unbelievable. She is. The strike rate's unreal. Six, six highways, and that's in a short period of time. Uh, she's attracting good, uh, some good clients, and she's getting the job done. He'd he, 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 he freshen up since failing in his previous run, but she got him right, 
and he gets the job done. Oh, that would have been his best ride, Zach Lloyd, if yeah. he would have won. Yeah. I think um, uh, the horse in front that wandered cost him the race of Ocatour yep. down the straight here, but he he was uh, had to go back. He took his medicine from the wide drawer, and then I thought, oh, look at this. this and that's what that's cost what him the race yeah, there. For sure. And should he have stayed on the inside? Maybe. But that doesn't matter. He, he should have... Uh, yeah, maybe if he stays on the inside, he wins. But that would have been a great ride to start yeah. the day and probably the best of the three best would have been four winners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's another young uh, trainer making waves as well. He's picking off midways and uh, winning races uh, in a lot of places. Uh, Nathan Doyle, uh, he quinelled a midway uh, recently and the runner-up cheerful legend got his just desserts yesterday. Well, he just owned this race. He was just too good for him. He's the best horse by, as it turned out, by a long way. He travelled sweetly. The 1500 was no problem for him. He carried the big weight. So. And everything went right for him. Yeah. Everything. When he, he got a nice track into the race. The speed was genuine. Um, good ride by Jason Collar. But yeah, just everything went right for him. Uh, Majestic spins, a miracle spin, I should say, is in for a good preparation. He's, he missed the start. There he is last, coming to the outside in the green sleeves. He's a horse that can get, looks like he'll get to 2,000 metres. So that's an, in, uh, uh, look, I'm, I really struggle with these midways, but uh, he's the horse that has got upside going forward, more so over a, a little bit further than this. So he had excuses after standing in the start and, and doing good work late there. Okay, on to the third. This was a benchmark 78 over 1,100 metres. This particular race last year was won by Marzu, and it looked to be another a decent addition this year for a benchmark 78. Now, economics, for another time in his career, the second time in his career, he was a late scratching at the barriers. Yeah, he's a piece of work, isn't he? Uh, you get to get a thinking it must be cap frustrating. For, yeah, very frustrating. For because, look, I, I couldn't see what happened on the. He, he didn't get up and get his leg over in the barrier, but he sort of reversed out of the gates. They said they half popped open and he reversed out. Then he reared up with Ryan Maloney. Um, oh, was, was it a bit of a rust decision to scratch him? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the logistics to it as well. So look, he he he, he was he's mentally wasn't there. Mm. That's for sure. You don't see. A maiden midweek maiden winner come out and win a Saturday race and sizzling time like this. But this she might be an exception. Godolphin are just so good at putting these lightly raced three year olds in these races and get, taking a claim and getting 50 kilos. 50 kilos. I, I, their strike rate is amazing yeah. doing Everything it. Everything they tip out at the moment just is winning or running really, really well. But And it didn't get its own way. It, it done work early. Jack had to, you know, he, he wasn't slow away, but he. He wasn't getting the spot that he wanted, no, no. and then they strung out, and he had to slide up outside lead. It was a, it was a really good win. Talented filly. Insurrection, uh, look, beaten but not disgraced, I would have thought, and party for one. Well, there's got to be a win for her somewhere, surely. She's just had no luck all the way through her career. All right, on to our next. This was the fifth, the win by uh, Lindemann. How good is this horse? I... I, look, I, 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 at face value, I looked at the race and I said, oh, this is a bit of a nothing race. Um, I, I, think they, I, I think they sat off in, off Nash and just underestimated this horse. He's I, better than a benchmark 78 horse, I'll yeah, tell you. I honestly do. I think they, they, they were expecting Nash to sort of come back to the field, but he, he put him to the sword really early. Another good ride. Oh, he is a nice horse. Very fast time for this grade, I tell you. Look, I... I, I who knows, if he run in a Ramwick Guineas or something, he might be a good 25, 50 to 1 chance. Yep. Uh, because I think he's got upside, he's a lovely strong horse, and he showed a, you know, that he can go forward. High and cruising take, speed. And high cruising speed and keep running off that cruising speed. Like I say, the, he put the time, uh, uh, the performance on the clock there yesterday, mm. and I, I think he's a very interesting horse moving forward. Uh, go to the ninth. We've got two more races to look at at uh, Rose Hill yesterday. Crosstalk was sent out. The odds on favourite couldn't hold out Zarek. Yep, and uh, no real excuses for Crosstalk. Um, I thought he'd, he should have, you know, he, that, that's his style. He loves to run and break their heart. And old matey, um, Zarek just hits three back the fence, never seen him travel like that. A and sniper on board. <laughs> yeah, he just, uh, see you later. Yeah. Uh, 30 to 1. He's always promised something, Zarek, and he's just been a little hard to catch along the way uh, on the way through. He'll take good improvement. I know he's a big barreled horse, but 
he looked big yesterday. I, I, I yeah, didn't think he could win, like looking at him in the yard, but he, he's got good improvement in him too, I reckon. Yep, and look, Cuban Royale, he's had a terrific preparation. He's run well there again, but uh, probably the upset of the day. Um, but no fluke, because he's always had the talent, the horse. So he's, uh, yeah. All right, and into the last, everything fell into Ander Match hands in the last. Confidence <laughs> is a marvellous thing, isn't it? It is, it is. He just gave this an absolute peach. It just, everything went to plan. Um, the speed was genuine. Three back, one off, and just let the horse go through its gears. Um, yeah, it was a terrific. It set up really, really well, but it was a really good ride as well. Yeah, it was. It did set up well because, boy, oh, boy, Cote uh, served it up to the favourite yeah. there, Midwest. I, I thought Midwest was... Uh, after being softened up, very, very brave there yeah, to stick on and run through the line a little bit at the finish there. So it uh, just set up perfectly, getting all the favours there. He might, you know, we know he's even a better horse when he, uh, you get to a, on a softer track. Yeah. So if he gets a soft track over the carnival, he can win a, another good race, at, especially at 1100. Run really well. Was flying crazy. He was, he, he yeah. Never, never really got to let it go. Um, struck a bit of trouble and just didn't get clear running until probably the last 50, but he'd run really well as and well. And Kiss Sum was forgivable there as well. It was a bit of a messy race uh, when they, a bit of chain reaction there down the straight. Yep. Okay, we've got a big uh, qualifier coming up here at Mudgee today for the uh, country championships. The market coming up after this break, but first, uh, first up after the break, Coffs Harbour held their qualifier yesterday. There was drama at the start. We'll show you that and the race and the winners. So Coffs Harbour's chance to host their qualifier yesterday. It was the Northern Rivers Country Championships. Uh, but Ronnie, there was drama at the start and this horse was declared a late scratching. It was the short price favourite Liz Demania. Yes, and that is big drama because the, a lot of people were tipping this horse to win the final. Mm. They thought it was just a foregone conclusion that it'd get into the final. They'd run a very heavily backed odds on favourite in this race. And here we are at the start. Have a look at this, Corey. Yep. It, he's still got hold of her. Yeah, look, it's a safety thing. It's though. a safety thing. They generally class that as a runner because the horse's head's actually in its own stall. They normally class them a non-runner when they're before the gates open if the horse's head's in the opposite stall, but um, that was in its stall, it reared up, um, and I can see exactly what's happening. It's obviously a bit of a problem child. They've got a barrier tenant up with it prior to the jump, so yeah, very unfortunate. It was still denied a fair start because, I know that if it would have just reared, you say, okay, what's the yep. horse's fault? But even if it comes out six lengths behind him, it didn't get the chance to do that, because that, 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 that barrier tenant was, uh, it was a safety thing yep. for the horse and jockey that he was trying to yep. make, you know, help there. Yep. It's, uh, Unfortunate situation, uh, but good luck to uh, Bean Foggy and Wizard of Oz, who are the. They both come out of the same race at Musselbrook, I think, at a, a benchmark six or Mawulambar it was a benchmark sixty-four. I think they come out of the same two horses, and they've come out and both qualified themselves there. Just on that uh, that horse rearing up at the start, that is why the wild card was invented after a horse called uh, Dakota Storm for Peter Stanley. Out here in this area, it was at Bathurst. It was the very first heat in the first year of the country championships. It was a late scratching at the barrier. It didn't even go into the barriers. Uh, and there had to be some sort of fallback uh, for horses through no fault of their own who were denied a chance to qualify for the final. Now, trainers have, have really bent the rules over the years, um, you know, nominating horses, uh, scratching them or not accepting for them and then turning up on the wild card. So they have changed the rules, but that's why the wild card was invented. So those horses who, who have a mishap like that get a second chance and uh, that horse will get that chance in the scone qualifier in a few weeks time. Let's go to the uh, race itself, pick them up on the home turn at Coffs Harbour.
the New Haven Park Country Championship for the Northern Rivers moves around the home turn in front Noble Missile by a length and a half Field Regiment Bon Cassie make their runs together but Noble Missile has a kick down towards the 150 on the outside now was Bean Foggy Wizard of Oz on the inside but it's Noble Missile still a length in front Bean Foggy to second Wizard of Oz the inside Noble Missile in front claimed by Bean Foggy Bean Foggy is the Northern Rivers champion beat by the Wizard of Oz Noble Missile the fast finishing Beef Week Princess. Yeah, I was happy with him. He, Benny rode him a treat. He said, I think the fence is a bit off. I'm going to get out wide. So, and I said, it's your the pilot, mate. Leave it to you. Today's the first time he's been able to tick that 1,400 metre box. Yeah, it was always a bit weak and immature before. So I just, I had to take my time with him. He's just immature. He's still immature. You had this race in mind for a long time, I'm sure. Yeah, sweating on it, sweating on it. To qualify a horse for Darren, he's only got a small team. Obviously become quite close with their families through Pete and Jenny and Melinda and that and um, just to see how much hard work Darren does it really means a lot to win a big race for him. Take us through, take us through the run. Uh, the run worked out perfect. I always thought there was going to be good tempo on paper um, and obviously he went around in it last year. It was just too soon for him and he just overdid things but it, to, be, to be honest it was probably a blessing in disguise. It really toughened him up mentally and um, I landed into a nice spot sort of three back one off Travelled really well following Field Regiment. Um, obviously, Noble Missile gave a good kick on straightening, which just got me off the bridle a touch sooner than I would have liked. But I had plenty of faith in Darren and, and the horse too. You know, he, um, I knew he was going to be tough late, and um, he ate up them 1400s. How good was that? And what a great ride by that little boy. And credit to the owner, he brought this horse a long way out for this particular race. We had a bit of ifs and buts to this preparation, but we've got there in the end. You've had to back him up off the Beaumont? Yeah, we certainly did. Unfortunately, we missed it um, the Wollongbar, so we had to go to the Beaumont to get into this race, you know. And uh, anyway, look, it was a credit to the horse and the rider and the owner and everybody. It was a solid effort from him uh, to back up from Monday. It was a tough win on Monday. Just a bit of queries about running the 1400, but he ran it out super today. Uh, just, just can't say much else, but just a tough effort from the horse. Um, look, we've qualified today, which is the main thing, and look, I think he should run a good race in town. For the country championships, it's early days yet, um, so we'll see what unfolds there. So I, that's for Mudgy today, I'm sorry, that's for, for Mudgy today, Greg. It uh, looks a competitive little race, that one. Yes, we've got uh, the Dean Murphy stable with those three favourites, Scopics Island Press and uh, De Forerunner. And Mick Wallace will be here with Chantel Buckley. Uh, they'll be joining me later on. There's, well, I've got uh, Mick selections. He's going four De Forerunner to beat eight, possibly so, 11 Scopics and seven How's It Kev. They're his selections and... Uh, You'll get Chantel's a little bit later. Just on that Coffs Harbour, um, Darren Graham, his first country championship runner. Warren Gavinlock, this will be his third finals. He's, he qualified Plonker twice. And, of course, Benny Looker, he won a country championship final at Royal Randwick with uh, Victorum. And good luck to uh, Ben and Priscilla. Priscilla's uh, due to have a baby in the next couple of weeks. So... Uh, another baby will have arrived by the time that Benny lines up in the big one at Royal Ramwick. Here is, guys, just uh, quickly run through these um, couple of markets we're going to show you for the Surround and Chipping Norton, which are coming up next Saturday at Royal Ramwick. What a day's racing it's going to be next Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be a terrific day. Yeah. Uh, pleasure that final market there, but that's got a, a little bit of shifting to do once we run all these. These the Surround Stakes in secret. Oh. Gotcha had a little setback. Um, yeah, there's some lovely fillies amongst them, um, so that's going to be worth waiting for. And the next one we have is, there we go, the Chipping Norton. Uh, the man, Animo. The man. Uh, Zaki, Alligator Blood, Fangirl. Um, so we've got some lovely horses around. Just on my high horse, I like to get on the high horse and be <laughs> a little angry ant now and again. We've got some good people trying to promote these country championships and some people spending a lot of time doing it. You go to the races yesterday, you buy a race book, $6. You get, uh, you know, you get to all the fields here, you get to the end of the book here. You go, oh, the Gold Coast Poly Track fields, uh, Pinjara Park. Nothing for Coffs Harbour. Look, get, come on, we're trying yeah. to promote these races. And we've got people on track. If you want to have a bet in it, you haven't got a field in front of you. So I think it's wrong. 
uh, we've become too, you know, just throw the race book out with no thinking going into it. I think they should, the field should be at least in the race book uh, for the Saturday, uh, for these races. Yeah, if for you sure. want people to, this turn, it's all about turnover. Why not have the fields there? And it was well placed to 10 minutes prior to Randwick, so it had uh, centre stage yesterday, the Coffs Harbour Heat. You're sounding like the voice of reason there, Ronnie, which is how you described Dean Lester during the week. And when I, when I heard you talking about uh, a man who was greatly admired, so many beautiful tributes flowed after we uh, heard of the passing of Dean. Uh, thankfully that this man is in pain no more. The suffering is over. Uh, he's been through such an ordeal right throughout his life uh, since being uh, born with spina bifida, kidney problems, and then finally... Uh, the greatest insult uh, of cancer, which uh, took his life on Friday. Uh, Ronnie, um, we'll never see his like again, and it's going to be very difficult uh, looking at racing the same way without his words of wisdom. Yep, that's right, his words of wisdom about everything, in, in, about horses and life in general, really. But everything has been said this week, deservedly so. I think he'll be laid to rest, I think, at Cranbourne on, at 11 o'clock. Uh, it might be Cranbourne Racetrack. Uh, the service will be at 11 o'clock next Friday. Uh, so uh, we're all going to miss him. We are going to all miss him for a long time, and I'm sure he's, um, he'll be thought of all the way through, and they'll probably have a few Dean Lester awards along the way, so there should be. Without a doubt. Yes, and appropriately, when he started his career in the media, he took the name of Mr Magic. Ron Doversy and Corey Brown, thank you. Thank you to everyone for watching. We'll be back later today from Mudgee for the Central District's Country Championships. More on the track, which I believe has had some irrigation issues. They've rated it a soft five. We'll be back with that coverage later today on Sky Thoroughbred Central.